This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Bucky Brooks works for NFL.com, does fantastic work for that site. You'll see him on NFL Network from time to time as well. And he has released his 2023 all-breakout team in the NFL. Uh, Offensive side of the ball has gone public. Defensive side of the ball is to come a little bit later on in this A little week. bit later. So we'll have that for you whenever that comes out. But um, basically what he's looking at is, you know, the guys who's poised to have prominence in 2023, reach into film. These guys have yet to earn all pro or pro bowl honors, but I'm predicting that they could garner serious consideration with their play in the upcoming campaign. Let's start with the juicy ones. Your quarterback, quarterbacks. all 2023 okay, cool. break quarterbacks. There's only one. Oh, my there's friend, only one, and his name is Kenneth Pickett. No way, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Kenny Pickett is his quarterback, age 24, poised to break out. You know, wow. he he had a joke at the beginning of his little blurb. He said, "No wonder Ben Roethlisberger was worried about his Steelers legacy." And mm-hmm. then he was like, "Okay, he's got a long way to go, including two Super Bowl rings to win before he can mm-hmm. even compare to the standing of the great Hall of Famer, Ben Roethlisberger." But you can't question the clutch factor. He brings up the four game-winning drives and three fourth-quarter comebacks over his 12 starts as a rookie, the poise that he needs to play at an elite level, and his accuracy and ball placement and anticipation to shred defenses as a pinpoint passer. I mean, he is high on this quarterback, or on Kenny, and it's really refreshing to see a national person talk about Kenny in the positive light because it seems to almost overwhelmingly either be negative mm-hmm. or be, meh, he's whatever. I'm not expecting him to do anything really special. So it's really nice to see somebody come on the other side of the fence there and, and Bucky Brooks say, yeah, he's got a long way to go here, mm-hmm. but I see him as a breakthrough, pro bowl, all pro potential kind of guy here in 2023. And you see so many lists from CBS Sports be like, he's the 28th best quarterback behind the rookies who haven't even played a snap yet. Oh, he's so bad. And Dan Orlovsky. That was a really great Tim Benz impression right there. Dan Orlovsky is just like a Tim Benz impression of him yeah, making yeah, fun yeah. of people. And then Dan Orlovsky's, you know, saying, oh, it's whatever is not that impressive to me. Like, a lot of the overwhelming narrative over Pickett is that he's not that good. Not going to be that good. Nice to see somebody say otherwise. For sure. It's, I don't blame people for putting Kenny Pickett kind of outside the top 20 in the in the current rankings of NFL quarterbacks. I do have a problem with people putting certain NFL quarterbacks and certain rookies who haven't even stepped on the field over Kenny Pickett. So I agree with you, Tom. And it is refreshing to know that it's not a unanimous opinion outside of Pittsburgh nationwide that Kenny Pickett is not going to work out for the Steelers or work out somewhere in this league. You You would hope if he does, he stays in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and you know, again, breakout doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, right, right, right. But he's going to be good enough to give you a puncher's chance in those games against quarterbacks like that. You know, just because Tom Brady wasn't as talented as Peyton Manning doesn't mean that he wasn't able to kick his ass up and down the field all the mm-hmm. time. I know I just did the thing that I hate the most, where I just kind of compared Kenny to Tom Brady in a Peyton Manning debate. You get what I'm saying, though. You can get to a point where you're not the best of the best, but you're good enough to beat the right. best of the best. Right, right, right. And that's where I think Kenny's ceiling lies. He's not going to ever be the best quarterback in the NFL. 
the arrow is never going to allow that to happen. No, because there are so many quarterbacks in this league that can be good enough. Potentially are are already better and potentially could be better. He should want to be that thorn in the side, right? That guy that like you look back and you're like, Tom, Tom, you're you're going with Brady Manning. Why can't he be the Ben Roethlisberger? Why can't he be the Ben Roethlisberger? Right with Brady Manning winning Super Bowls. Burrow are just boom, 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 going back and forth. Didn't Ben manage to win two and get to a third in his career? Right. So like. Maybe we look back at this era and people are saying, yeah, Mahomes and Burrow, they dominated. Allen sprinkled in every once in a while. But Pickett got that one ring in 2027. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he snuck that one ring out of there. It's possible if you can get to just good enough. And I think Pickett uh, has the potential to absolutely get there. And, and like I said, it's nice to see Bucky Brooks share that sentiment. Right. Someone outside of Pittsburgh actually think, you know, I see something in this guy. I see accuracy. I see the right. ability to have pinpoint... Uh, defensive shredding capabilities in the passing game. One thing that he didn't bring up that I like, though, he talked about uh, anticipation a little bit as a pinpoint passer. Anticipation in a pocket, I think, is is one of his mm-hmm. greatest strengths. Oh, absolutely. He was really I look at nimble the po- in that pocket, able Tom. to manipulate it, and now that he's put on a little bit more muscle, a little bit more weight, mm-hmm. but I don't think sacrificed any of that speed, I think he's going to be even more of a handful to deal with in the pocket. I always turn my attention back to the game-winning play against Baltimore. Oh. If you want to talk about his pocket presence, his pocket, want, with, his pocket awareness. You want to talk about accuracy, too, right. on the pass across your body. Mm-hmm. That is a 20-yard pass across his body. Into the end zone. Right. Right where Najee was. Into the corner right of the end zone. Right. At. And you're right. The second he snapped the ball, he it wasn't run, even a moment of hesitation. Right. He's turned around and just rolled right out. He said, my line ain't blocking these guys. Guess what, Kenny? That's Broderick Jones this year. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have that you problem might not this year. Have to roll out to the left, and you know what? Maybe that's something that you got to keep an eye on with Kenny this year. Is that don't leave the he... pocket too early right, now because right, right. you're you're you gotta now that you kind of have the guys, you don't have to gotta, rely you gotta, on that. You gotta anymore. learn to be comfortable in mm-hmm. the chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Mahomes, is, especially when Mahomes hurt his leg during the playoff run last year, right? He just sat in there, mm-hmm. just comfortable with the chaos. Burrow's the same way. Burrow takes what ten hits a game just because he sits in there and is comfortable with the chaos. His offensive line was also really bad, too. Yeah. Right, but he just still stands there because he's just a solid And now he dog. also has an offensive tackle that can help him out a lot in Orlando Jones. I kind of like Broderick Jones better, though. I mean, not yet, but there's a lot more potential there for Broderick Jones. Uh, Absolutely, there's Orlando's potential. on the back nine. Broderick Jones yeah, is right. just teeing right, off. Right, right, Let's right, put right. it that way. All right, the other Steeler that made his way onto the offensive side of the ball— Mr. George Pickens, Kenny Pickett's hopefully favorite target to moving forward, move yep. forward with. Yeah, um, burst onto the scene. He says in 2022 with 51 catches for 801 yards. You know, we talk about how he was underutilized last year a lot, and throughout the season we would bang the table. More Pickens, more Pickens. He got it to 801 yards on the season mm-hmm. last year. That's pretty damn impressive. That's big play potential, right Absolutely. there. When you consider how little the Steelers really threw the ball effectively, too. He'd get like three catches a game, mm-hmm. and for a while there, that was really his ceiling, and it was all go balls. It was it. Just go make an amazing catch. Um, four touchdowns to boot as well with those 800-yard of offense, but I think the thing, and I'm agreeing with Bucky here, like what makes him think he has the ability to break out and become a, a top 10 receiver, as he says by the end of 2023, is the jaw-dropping acrobatic catch ability. The, you know, in Madden, you have that rating spectacular catch. That's like a 99. That's yeah, a hundred, right, right. 101 for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. He has some of the best hands 
of any of the young wide receivers and his knack for the unbelievable, his knack for the jaw-dropping is really what I think and what Bucky thinks will separate him from kind of the rest of the receivers in the NFL world. Is he's just He's got that big play, that dazzle ability. He's like a Harlem Globetrotter out there the way that he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Tom, it's... It's a spectacle what you get to see out of George Pickens, right? He obviously had the incredible catch against the Browns in week three. But the fact that, you know, any guy can make an incredible catch like that. You in this in this day and age of the NFL, like you said, wide receivers are coming out, growing out on trees, really, that you can just pluck and have a stud. But the fact that he had a rookie year where it was highlighted by that play, but he still had, as you mentioned, eight hundred yards in his rookie year with guys like Deontay Johnson, with guys like Pat Fryermuth, with guys like Najee Harris who could also catch the ball, and given how little Kenny Pickett threw that ball down the field, how little Mason or Mason Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky threw the ball down the field, he still had a really great rookie season. And, and to to recap this and, and kind of call back to your opening point is you really have to hope that Pickens and Pickett really form that connection and really kind of step into a role or a, a similar um, connection that you saw out of Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he's just so young, 22 mm-hmm. years old. Right, and they're coming into the league at the same time. Yeah, twenty. he'll pick at 24, Pickens 22. I mean, that's 10 years of just dominance if they're mm-hmm. as good as we all hope that they'll become. Um, you need to see more versatility with Pickens, though, this year. You need to see him utilized more in the offense with an expanded route tree. He needs to be able to go over the middle. He needs to be able to run posts. He needs mm-hmm. to be able to do every route in the book. Right. And I feel like they limited him a lot last year. Yeah, It was um, the limited playbook. Probably yeah. rookie. Right. Had to do with it. Don't want to overwhelm right. the guy. But he's got to be someone that you can see catch the ball in between the hashes for five yards, ten yards, pick up a nice first down, maybe a nice yard mm-hmm. after the catch. And then also a guy that just burns down the sidelines for a 50-yard sideline grab, toe-tapper, to put you into the red zone. He, he's he got the ladder mm-hmm. down already. Right, yeah. We yeah, saw yeah. that last year. Getting the former to catch up to the ladder, I think, is what I have my eye on the most in this season. And if Bucky's right and he becomes a top-ten receiver by the end of the year, that would have happened. He will. Right. You don't just become a Mike Wallace one-trick pony and become a top-ten wide receiver in the with, NFL. Just with speed, right? right. One-trick pony. Top-15, yeah. you could be top-20. You could be somebody that they fear because you know that he can score you a touchdown on any you play. You have a like, threat. Like yeah. Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. But he's not those chases or those hills that, you know, they'll get yet, you for though. 10 catches a but game yet. with yards after catch galore. You're saying yet. And I think he can be. Right, 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 right. And he's 6'3", right. 200 pounds, too. So, like, his agility and speed on top of that size he's he is one of these you know i mentioned in the last episode these receivers they just seem to be falling off of trees these days he's one of them he is one of those you know prototypes for a number one go-to wide receiver in the nfl and a draft class that had what 10 receivers going like the top 40 picks or something like that or 15 receivers going the top 40 or something like that and he was like the number 12 it just further proves your point. 
The only other spot on this list where I think a Steeler might be able to jump in on the offensive side of the ball is tight end with Pat. Pat, I agree. I wonder if Bucky thinks he already broke out, though. Because he really is like the third or fourth best tight end when you look at the numbers. You could make that case. Yeah, I don't really understand putting in Isaiah Likely. Third in or fourth Baltimore. is too much because I forgot about Kittle. But you know what I mean. He's a right? top 10 tight end right yeah, now. For sure. I don't think it's debatable either. So Isaiah Likely was the one that he highlighted as having it. So a, do you do you here. think that because Likely is not in the top 10 and Pat is, that's why Bucky left him off this list? No way Bucky thinks that Likely's got more potential right. than Pat. So I, he has to think that Pat's so what do you, kind of real. What do you think it. about the uh, – the Najee Harris being left off this list. Do you consider that also because Najee did make a Pro Bowl his so rookie year? Off the list. But he, he say, hasn't really had a break. Like this, this is a breakout team. But he did say at the beginning of the article, these if guys you've have made not made a Pro, Pro Bowl, Bowl and have not been there you all go. pro. So that's probably holding Najee back. Um, and and again, like Najee already had a thousand yard season to his career. Like two. Two. So like he's yeah, he just hasn't out. again. Like, he hasn't had that breakout. Like he's a top ten running back, but breakout would be entering into that top. Well, maybe five, that's our skewed uh, expectations yeah, maybe. of him. You know, maybe Bucky thinks that's exactly who he is. Where we think there's a lot more to tap into, and we hope there's a lot more to tap into. But uh, with Likely as the tight end, um, you know, he mentions he had a good rookie campaign, but that week 18, eight catches, a hundred and three yard outing that he had uh, looked like he was you know ready to end the book of his rookie year on a high note and start chapter one of his second year mm -hmm. the same way that the the rookie year ended um and there's a nice little avenue for somebody to kind of carve themselves out a, a a little niche role in this offense with people obsessed with obj and andrews and right. Zay flowers and even bateman you can kind of be that guy that everybody forgets about until You're it's there. the fourth quarter and you have 80 yards on them all of a sudden i just are the Ravens going to employ a two tight end set enough for likely to break out? I'm so Especially interested. with Mark Andrews there. I can't wait to see what Todd Munkin and the offense of the Ravens looks like this year. The new offense that they're putting in. Um, clearly, with Zay Flowers and OBJ and you got Andrews and Likely, like, they want to be a passing offense Lamar more than they were. Didn't Lamar just say so himself? I'm going to pass the ball more and, and run less. Look. It might not work out, but I think we've all pretty much come to the conclusion that as historic his style, as this offense was, his style it doesn't is not get it done in the NFL playoffs. And it his really style doesn't. is not sustainable. It gets hurt a lot because right. of it. Right, so right, right. I think it's a yeah. smart, even if it doesn't work, even if Lamar isn't able to do it, I think it's smart to give it a try. It was exciting to watch in 2019 when they won 14 games, even though, you know, as a Steeler, uh, as at Pittsburgh, you don't love to see the Ravens and the city of Baltimore have that much success, have a have an MVP, but he deserved it in 2019. And, it, and it's obviously a great offense for the first, what, eight games of 2020 and 2021 and 2022, but that's only the first half. You have, the, you have an entire second half of football to play, and that just goes to show it's it's exciting, but only when it's actually working and on the field. The running back that Bucky chose for a breakout year is one that I, I'm also very high on. I like him a lot. Ramondre Stevenson out yeah. of New England. Had his first 1,000-yard season last year. It's his third year in the NFL. You know Bill's going to want to run the ball. But one thing that Bucky points out, and I think this is just so true for New England in general, he's going to be in an offense that's designed and directed by an experienced coordinator with Bill yeah. O'Brien. It's not Matt Patricia that's doing the – like, 
got a thousand yards on the ground in a year where he had no real offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So now you he introduce, had a defensive coordinator calling. Now you introduce plans. not just right. an offensive coordinator, one with a track record that's pretty damn good. Uh, and I think a team that you know they go out and they get Juju and they have Mac Jones in his third year. Bill still always likes to run that rock. Absolutely. Damien Harris left, went to Buffalo. Right. So it's not just a two running back set anymore. It's really just Stevenson's but I think backfield Stevenson to, can to dominate. And I think that's why the Patriots were okay with Harris leaving is because I think yeah, Stevenson's they, they the better of the two. Stevenson. And I just think he's been kind of that. I don't want to say he's forgotten about, but you know he's like that ho hum boring running back that like you look up and he's top five in rushing every year and you're like what when did that happen like that's what I think he could become moving forward mm-hmm. like I don't want to say he's as good as Taylor or Derrick Henry but maybe in that just next tier below him and that you know ten years from now when we're hanging out or whatever and we go to Pro Football Reference and we look at Ramondre Stevenson we're like. He had four one thousand. Right. Like he was that he had a really good. solid like, career. He's a very under the radar. radar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's why Bucky, you know, is smart to pick him as a breakout candidate because mm-hmm. I think he's already kind of broken out production wise. Just no one knows who he is right now. I think uh, another pick that I would have gone with, but maybe again you could say that he broke out already this year was Isaiah Pacheco. The rookie out of Kansas City now in his No, because year. I think he's gonna break out even more next year as a as a lead back. Because he kind of right. took that over towards the end of last season. That's what I meant. Like you could say that he, even though he was just a rookie year, he kind of broke He's good, out. Man. Yeah. He's a good running back. Right. Clyde Edwards Lair. Ugh. I mean, what I, I mean, it worked out, right? You got Pacheco in the end. Yeah, you wasted a draft pick on, on how these Edwards teams that are Super Bowl winning get yeah. all the luck in the world with yeah. oh, we missed on our first round running back. That's okay. Our seventh round running back is gonna be the best running right. back that we've had since Priest Holmes. Speaking of the Chiefs, Kadarius Tony at wide receiver. Everybody's been waiting for Kadarius Tony, right? Like everybody out of Florida, everybody was high on him when he got uh-huh. drafted to the Giants. And then it never worked so out in New York. Yeah. Out. He goes to Kansas City. It's not like he was lighting the world on fire. But there is some there is a spot for someone to become a wide receiver one in Kansas City. That role is Yeah, up Juju's for grabs gone now. Right now. Even though it really wasn't Juju, he's gone now. And I guess you always have to, you know, say wide receiver one tongue in cheek when you're talking about the Chiefs. Because wide receiver one is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey at wide receiver end. one is tight end one. A hundred percent. So you have to take that with a little bit of grain of salt. But there's a lot of room for Kadarius Tony here to kind of make a name for himself. And his big competition is Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, those are guys that he could absolutely overtake. He's got Patrick Mahomes, which just elevates wide receivers anyway. Um, And he's got some unbelievable stop-start quickness and running skills. I mean, he's not going to be Tyreek Hill. Mm -mm. But if he, you know, gets his head on straight and figures some things out in this, I think it would be his fourth season now, he could be Tyreek Light for Kansas City. He could do all the things that Tyreek did just a little bit slower and a little bit less effectively, uh, but still a very dangerous weapon for Mahomes to utilize. So... I like this choice from Brooks, too, because I know that we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Tony to kind of put it all together. Um, But this does kind of feel like a perfect storm situation for him. Yeah, just being on that offense at the right time with no other big receiver name to compete with. Like you mentioned, Sky Moore was a rookie last year, didn't really do a lot. Marcus Valdez-Scantling, you know him from Green Bay, just being a guy that could do a lot. That had a lot to do with the quarterback that was throwing him the ball by Aaron Rodgers. I agree. I mean, I still think though that Travis Kelsey will be receiver number one. I don't. I don't think that in Bucky's assessment, 
by saying that Tony's going to break out. It's not to the extent that he'll match the numbers of production that Travis Kelsey will. No. It'll just be a huge addition for that offense. And the last receiver picked by Bucky Brooks was Jerry Judy out of Denver. Love Jerry Judy. This is another guy that I've been Jerry kind of Judy. waiting for, though, but it just hasn't worked out with Denver. And I mean, we they thought last year Russ is right. in. You this really is did. It. You draft Jerry Judy early in your fantasy leagues, right? Because you're ready for him oh, to break yeah. out. He just didn't do it. Um, but I mean, this dude out of Alabama. I did it with this dude was going to be Jerry us. Judy and Cortland Sutton. I mean, they have a really great receiving core. It's just, I mean, it's it's a shame for Denver that it didn't work out that way. Now though, you got Sean Payton. Yeah, and, right. So you went from having a quarterback and no coach, and now you have both. And, you know, they talk about Judy being able to create mismatches in the slot. He can line up out wide. He's versatile, which is good for Sean Payton. And Bucky also lists, you know, Payton's had a lot of success with guys like Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, Marcus mm-hmm. Colston. Right. Many Great others points. over the years. And, you know, Michael Thomas might be the only one that has the potential that had the potential that Jerry Judy did coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And even then... Jerry Judy was such a big prospect coming out of Alabama. Um, But I think that if the Denver offense is going to get their head out of their butts, if Russell Wilson is going to bounce back somewhat, you got to throw at least 100 balls towards Jerry Judy. Yeah. And you got to hope he comes down with 100 catches this season, which is what Bucky says. He he could see him getting 100 plus catches as a number one option in Denver. And he, like you kind of mentioned too, there's guys there like Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, like, can take attention away from him a little bit, too. It's not like he's just out there facing double and triple teams all the time. Yeah, it's it's even though wide receivers are all across the board great, you still need more than one stud receiver. To take some of the heat off of that guy. Right, yeah. and Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sutton working together can really be a dangerous duo. I just don't know what it would look like with Russ throwing the ball again. Maybe Champagne helps that out. The uh, lineman that he picked, I'm just going to read down the list because sure. we're not Wolf. You know, I got to call Wolf to <laughs> we're see not what, Wolf, what, we're not what this guy looks yeah. like here. But uh, Walker Little, the tackle out of Jacksonville at age 24. Uh, Ikem Aquanu, the age 22 tackle out of uh, Carolina. Um, franchise kind of player, rookie last year, mm-hmm. should be in Carolina for a while. Elijah Vera Tucker on the guard spot for the Jets, 23 years old. Tyler Smith, the other guard, 22 years old for the Cowboys. And Connor Williams, 26 years old, a little older as far as this list is concerned, but he is the center for Miami. And really, you know, he was a former second round pick and uh, he thrived last year with Miami after really not doing much with Dallas right. the past couple of seasons. So those are your young tackles that he has uh, an eye on breaking through. Tackles, guards, and center. I'll have a yeah. prediction here. Whoa. Broderick Jones will not be on this list next year because he's making the Pro Bowl this year. Okay. You like that, don't you? Because that's the same reason that Najee Harris isn't on this list right now is because he made a rookie rookie year Pro Bowl. He's going to break out this year, kind of like how Creed Humphrey broke out for the Chiefs right. that oh, one man, year where yeah. he was just an All Pro center from day one. Was he? He was on the board when the Steelers picked. He was. He was. But I think you're more. We got Pat. You're happy. We got Pat. We're fine. We got right. Pyramuth instead of him in the right. draft. So whatever. It all works out. And and you got like, Najee, too. And now we I sit mean, here in the you line. Got, would you rather the, the guy blocking or having the guy running behind the blocker? Well, too? fast forward two years, I got both now. Exactly. Like. So exactly. So it all worked job out. Job well done. If you missed any of our show today, you can listen to anything that we did and anything that our brethren on Steelers Nation Radio did. You can listen to shows like The Drive. You can listen to uh, Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes. 
our show, The Steelers Standard. All of them are available for you to download and subscribe to on the Steelers mobile app. So get your butt to the Steelers mobile app and download and subscribe and listen to all of our fantastic podcasts here on Steelers Nation Radio. For Jacob Recht, I am Tom Opperman, and this has been The Steelers Standard.